or a new foreign policy. We are in an unusual time in American political and social history. Ever since the Vietnam War, the American left, both neo-Marxists and neoliberals, have pretty much been anti-war. Years ago, when I marched against Clinton's, Clinton's bombing of Serbia and George H.W. Bush's second Gulf War, I felt like the only nationalist or paleoconservative on the street. I was surrounded by thousands upon thousands of hardened leftists at both demonstrations. There were still a handful of left-wingers like Jimmy Dore who believe in the old principles, but by and large the American left wants war. War with Russia, war with Syria, war with Israel's enemies in the Middle East, and war with North Korea. The clowns that run the New York Times and the Washington Post are a lot more paranoid about the Russians these days than the American right ever were about the Soviets. The entire globalist cabal seems to be united in ginning up a war in the Middle East, this time against the Iranians. In a way, it's a kind of perfect storm. The globalist bankers and industrialists want Iran in the mondialist world system. Because the Persians want to take an independent line, the bankers want to kill them. The neoconservatives in the U.S. are dedicated to killing Iranians for religious reasons, and their running dogs, the American evangelicals, feel that slaughtering the enemies of Israel make Jesus happy. This utterly insane heretical doctrine was the brainchild of 19th century, 19th century religious crackpot Cyrus Schofield. For the same reason, the 19th century produced a lot more nutjob religious figures than great saints. As for Donald Trump, I give his foreign policy a grade of C. The only reason I didn't give Trump a D or an F is that he has prevented the military-industrial complex and the globalist establishment from getting the U.S. involved in a major war. For this, I am grateful. However, I have a lot of issues. I have a lot of bones to pick with Mr. Trump about his Middle East policy, why he picked fanatical neocon stooge John Bolton as his national security advisor is puzzling to me. In the 2016 presidential election, Trump presented himself as at least a mild anti-interventionist. This simply makes no sense. His two, mir- his two missile attacks on Syria were senseless put-up jobs in response to chemical attacks that didn't take place. In other words, he was fooled by his own intelligence people. Of course, this is the same group of folks that took active measures both before and after the election to remove him from office by acts of disinformation and deception. Trump's biggest weakness is his need for the evangelical vote in order to get elected. This means that he feels compelled to cut to the Israeli lobby to a certain degree. His decision to move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem was one such decision. The oxymoronic Christian Zionists should have been satisfied with that. However, they want more unnecessary death and destruction, as in an invasion of Iran. It's very important to remember the reality that Saudi Arabia has slowly transitioned into being an ally of Israel. The U.S. has been helping the Saudis by means of a naval blockade and military advisors to fight the Houthi rebels in Yemen. The U.S. needs to support peace in the Middle East by supporting a balance of power 
between the Israel Israeli Saudi Saudi axis and the Iranians. Whether or not this succeeds, the final step should be be to get all our military forces out of the region permanently. It's just a big tripwire to suck the U.S. into further conflicts. Moving further into Asia, we need to stop hemorrhaging lives and money and admit defeat in Afghanistan and get the heck out. Same goes for our force in Syria. Trump has laudably reduced the troops there, but it's time to get out entirely. There was a time long ago when a rational argument could be made that we needed to be part of the political game in the Middle East, but the only two reasons to be involved there, the Cold War and the U.S. dependency on foreign oil, are now in the deep past. Russia is weak and a threat to no one except one or two former Soviet republics. For the last 10 years, the U.S. has been a net exporter of oil and gas, and we have enough energy to last us for hundreds of years. The U.S. needs to get out of the great game in the Middle East and Western Asia. The entire nations of Israel, Egypt, and Iran are not worth the life of one American soldier, sailor, or airman. I will go further. These conflicts are not worth one serviceman getting his legs blown off or having nightmares and paranoia for the next 50 years due to the strains of post-traumatic stress syndrome. For God's sake, bring the boys home. All America really needs is to keep a fairly large navy, an adequate air force, and a small but expandable army. Our primary strategic objective should be associated with the Monroe Doctrine. Apart from keeping major powers from having too much influence in the New World, the time has come for America to relax. Away with ill-advised alliances with the nation of Israel and NATO. NATO should have been broken up 30 years ago with the fall of the old Soviet Union. Forget about enforcing vague concepts like international human rights. Why should the U.S. do hand-wringing about gay rights in the Republic of Georgia by seeking to overthrow the government there for following the tenets of its Orthodox Church? Let them follow their own ways. Leave them alone from bullying. U.S. needs to concentrate on making America peaceful, prosperous, and free of gross decadence. The social, political, and moral habits of people thousands of miles away should be of no concern. This is this is Corn Cod One of Nationalist News and Notes signing off.